0: 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. The game is over when the final buzzer sounds. The analysis ends when you say it does. This is Overtime Open Line. Interviews, analysis, and your opinion. Oilers Hockey is brought to you by Friesen Brothers. And now, the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reid Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 out Adam McDavid, right corner. Tick, rise, sidle, in front of the net. And unable to get a stick on it was high then, but here's McDavid. Through the slot, forced to the left, shoots, Scars. McDavid, from a sharp angle, fires it upstairs.
1: Well, that's a brilliant goal by Connor McDavid, an overall brilliant performance by Connor McDavid, and a very thorough victory by the Edmonton Oilers tonight. 5-1 in Pittsburgh. The Oilers get to 100 points. They have clinched second place in the Pacific Division, so they'll have home ice in the first round starting next week. Good evening. It's 7.56 along with Rob Brown. I'm Reed Wilkins for Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line Oilers Hockey presented by Friesen Brothers. Well, Rob, the Oilers do what they had to do tonight, and we are going to talk about the team performance because I think the team performance was very, very good, if not downright excellent, but also sometimes team performances are fueled by your star players. And uh, I would say it was rocket fuel being provided tonight by Connor McDavid.
2: Yeah, he was very good. And it started first shift of the game. Uh, he created opportunities 30 seconds in and he never stopped. Uh, and everyone followed this. <laughs> Here's the obvious Connor McDavid is great. And something that we've found out as of the last month and a half the Edmonton Oilers are very good and both are peaking right now at the right time mcdavid as he does every year gets better as the season moves on and has become almost unstoppable in his last 15 20 games as have the edmonton oilers they get solid goaltending each and every game and it's not even questionable anymore uh defensively they're not giving up the great a scoring chances they were uh, at no point in this game did i feel that the pittsburgh penguins were going to win the hockey game and then up front they're deep. It's. Uh, it's not just, uh, you know, Connor's out, there. his line is good, then Leon's is out there, and then there's a drop-off because Nugent Hopkins' line was excellent in this game. They kept momentum going the right way. And when the fourth line does get opportunities, I saw more grade-A scoring chances out of Broussard, Cassian, and, and Shore than I did a, from Melkin or Crosby in this game. So they're getting uh, contributions up and down their lineup. This is a very good hockey club right now, playing as good as they can.
1: Well, and I think especially impressive, Rob, and coming off a game in which the Oilers were probably a little ticked off because they took a one-goal lead into the third against Columbus and couldn't seal the deal, I think that third period is one of the Oilers' best periods of the season. The shots wound up 15-10 for Edmonton. At one point, they were 7-1. Pittsburgh got some shots on the the goalie pole and their power play. I mean, they pulled their goalie with five and a half minutes left, but the Oilers came out and protected the lead by controlling the play offensively and, and got a couple of power play goals. Hyman and McDavid scored. And, I mean, you said it. At no point in the third period did you feel like, okay, you know, the Penguins are bounced away or shot away from getting back into this game. That was just a, a, a complete put-away by Edmonton in the final 20 minutes.
2: It was. And, I mean, there's there's things that they, what is it, score effects or shot effects, where the team that's trailing in a hockey game out. Oh, outshoots the, the winning team badly in the third period. And a lot of it is because the the winning team sits back. Um, what we've seen is when you sit back in a game, sometimes it goes against you. Uh, the Edmonton Oilers didn't do that in this game. They came out and continued to push forward when they had the lead. They didn't want to win the game 2-1. They wanted to win it 5-1. They wanted to win it 4-1. They weren't going to wait and hope that the, the clock would tick down and the Pittsburgh Penguins would run out of time. They decided to take things into their own match and said, we're not going to worry about the clock. We're going to make sure that we put the game out of reach offensively. And that's what good teams do. They're not waiting for uh, or hoping for the, the win. They're going out and grabbing the win. And this Edmonton team just continues to gain confidence. They feel good about themselves, and they should. They're playing well. Darnell Nurse is out of the lineup, but the Edmonton Oilers back end looked calm and steady, looked very comfortable back there. Uh, Kulak, who the, was picked up at the trade deadline, he played in the first pairing tonight and did not look out of place at all. And that's good for the Edmonton Oilers right now that they've got depth players that are able to step in at big moments, and you don't notice the, the, the drop-off in skill level. You don't notice the drop-off in intensity. These players have continued to push forward, and it, it feels good right now because we are only a week away from the start of the playoffs, and this is the best the Oilers have been all season long.
1: the final in Pittsburgh. So the Japanese Village goal light is on on 630ched.com. We turn it on whenever the Oilers score five or more in a game. Go to our website, print up a coupon for a free appetizer to Japanese Village featuring Alberta's own Brant Lake. While you visit jvedmonton.ca. Back to Pittsburgh, here's head coach Jay Woodcroft.
3: Led by your captain, Uh, can you tell when McDavid is just... Gonna have a night like his first couple of shifts. He was just all over it.
4: Well, I think he has a night. Most nights, um, he's such a good hockey player, and he rose to the occasion tonight. I thought it was an important game for our team, and uh, it was a complete 60 minutes from everybody. But certainly, Connor led the way.
5: So you've got home ice now. That's very comforting, considering how well you've been playing at home. Mm-hmm. Start playoffs at home.
4: Yeah, I think uh, we have the most passionate uh, and best fan base in uh, the National Hockey League. So starting on home ice, I think uh, we're excited about it. It's, it's a credit uh, to our players' hard work because it wasn't easy uh, to secure that. Mike said needed the intern there, didn't yeah. he? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no kidding, hey, well, I, I thought it was close. I was on my toes on the bench to see if it was going in, but um, if there's anybody that can do it, it would be him. I've never seen one uh, live seen them on video, and uh, it would have been pretty exciting, but uh, Cass ended up sealing the game for us.
3: Not to put you on the spot, Jay, yeah. but what's a word that you can describe this club's ability to bounce back after a tough loss?
4: I think there's a resiliency to our team. I think there's a level of resolve, something we're talking about too. Um, you know, as we move forward here, that is that is something that's going to be important. We've got to understand that... Um, It's important for us to remain even keeled. It's uh, not getting too high after a win. It's a big win tonight. We're gonna enjoy it for the next half hour or so. Uh, But also if you don't win the game that you have to uh, regroup uh, and replenish so that you're ready for the next contest. And uh, I think there's a real maturity uh, to our team. We have some older players, some players with some really good experience that are sharing their experiences. Uh, But in the end, we're led by our leadership group. You just have Kulak's performance tonight. I thought he was excellent. Yeah. I thought he played hard. Um, we asked him to move up the the D chart, and uh, he gave us really good minutes. And that's a really good hockey team over there. Fast and dangerous uh, players, and uh, they had some chances, but we bent but didn't break when they were in our end. I don't
0: know if you speak. Are you a coach that speaks to his team right after the game?
4: Um, not not too too often. Sometimes when the occasion arises. Right. Tonight I did and you don't want to know why is uh, because um, one of uh, one of our medical staff, uh, one of our team doctors, um, this was his final regular season road game. His name's Dr. Clark and I uh, just wanted to recognize that um, and our players gave him a big ovation took a picture with him and um, made sure it was a memorable night uh, through their efforts.
5: You were a much younger man the last time was actually
4: won a regular season in year, 16 years ago. Wow. 16
5: years wow. ago. Wow. Yeah.
4: yeah. So let's... They won the one a few years ago, when, but that was in overtime. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. You ever, uh, did you ever see that rant, the rant? That I have seen nice that. Game. Yeah, I have a seen nice that. Game. I have can seen you, that, yeah. you one of, those, one of those <laughs> <laughs> no. no. No, I'm not. Uh, that's not my style. Yeah, but I did see it. I wonder about McDavid. Um, I mean, people talk about, like, he doesn't like to talk about himself the team comes first and all this, but it just seems like whenever, you know, Hubert kind of on on his catching up to him or a big game against Crosby, that's mm-hmm. when he really rises to the occasion. Have you have you noticed that? that yeah. Uh, I think that's what the best players in the world do. They rise to those occasions. And um, what he's doing here with this season, um, I don't think he gets appreciated by, Um, everybody because there's almost a a level that or a a consensus that it's just McDavid being McDavid that's what he does but he's at a career career high and he's driving our team and he's playing the game the right way he's driven to win.
3: Uh, Jay obviously we're talking about McDavid and Crosby but in a general sense do you think greatness on the opposition brings out the greatness out of a player like McDavid? I think it brings the greatness
4: out of everybody on our team and uh, that performance you saw tonight um, against a really good hockey team uh, was four lines contributing all 6d a goaltender that was on his game um, special teams were firing uh, it was a complete 60 for us in, in a tough building uh, versus a team that had something to play for and um, i'm proud of our group tonight yep yeah, there you go there you go Thank you.
1: Thanks, guys. All right, that's head coach Jay Woodcroft as the Oilers score a five-one win over the Pittsburgh Penguins tonight. Another five hundred dollar donation to six thirty Chad Santa's Anonymous from James H. Brown and Associates. Unrivaled experience, unrivaled commitment, unrivaled results. They've been given hundred bucks every time the Oilers score. It's up to $28,200. Big thanks to James H. Brown for helping out 630 Chet Santa's Anonymous. A few things to touch on, Rob, uh, jumping off some, some of the items uh, Woodcroft just discussed. First of all, Mike Smith. Man, oh man I, I actually I think he's unlucky that one didn't go in.
2: <laughs> well, I agree. Uh, it's funny. Uh, obviously, we're watching these on TV as well. And uh, the first one he shot... I thought, this is going in. I, Louis and Jack on TV weren't that excited at first. I'm like, yeah, this is right in the middle of the net. You could tell from where it went over the center, and then the goaltender was back in. And I'm like, oh, that's bad. Then at that point, you're like, okay, he's going to try again. They, they've got their goalie out with four minutes to go. They're on the, the they're, they're shorthanded. If he gets an opportunity, he's going to give it another go. And the second one that he tried, It was going in, but when it landed, it landed kind of on the side of the puck and it took a hop to the right. Uh, Because when it landed, it was pretty much middle of the net and just took a bad bounce to the right. And you could tell when he let it go, he was excited because he was racing to the bench. He was going to go high-five the bench like all the players do. And it it turned on him. So uh, he, again, didn't need the goal tonight. He's saving it for a much more important moment when they do need a goal in a hockey game. But when you're winning, when things are going well, uh, you can do things like that and get excited about it. So, uh, you know what, Reid, if you were to put all 22 or 23 players, whoever's on the roster, down low behind the goal line in Edmonton's end in a practice and have them all shoot at the open end in the far end, I bet you Mike Smith would be in the top five. And... If you were to make all of the forwards or all the players wear gloves and blockers, I bet you Mike Smith's the only guy that hits the net.
1: Oh, and, and plus you consider when you're making the shot like a goaltender does, you also have to get some height on it.
2: Oh, absolutely. You're, you're right. And, well, in a game, when he's doing it, I mean, he's the goalie. So he has to make sure that <laughs> that he doesn't muff it. Because there's no goalie in it, it's a wide-open net. Whereas if, players, when they turn, they just spin and fire because they have no fear because there's the net. Oh, the goalie's still there. If it hits someone's stick, I'm all right. But yeah, he... Uh, I mean, for for if you were in, in player gloves to use a goalie stick, very few could do it, let alone throwing on a blocker and glove and be able to go over everybody's heads and hit the middle of the net. Some guys wouldn't even be able to get the puck off the ice. So... Uh, Mike Smith is special at that, and and again, we saw it in the game. Uh, he hit Fogle on a partial breakaway in this game. He he went up twice uh, during the when they were on the power play, moving it up, not only allowing the Pittsburgh Penguins to change. He just changes how the other team plays against him, and how he plays, how they play differently against the Oilers on their forecheck, dumping the puck in. It is such an advantage having him in the lineup when he's playing playing well like he is. Home
1: ice advantage in the first round of the playoffs. I, I know you can always go back and I'm sure fans do it. I do it. And you can go back and look at the home ice record in each individual playoff season. Sometimes there is an advantage. Sometimes there isn't. Sometimes there, there have been years where the road team has even been won a little bit more. Um, so, you know, if you have the home games, you have to win them. But as Jay said, the the fans, and that's what really makes me happy, Rob. I mean, you and I interact with the fans, you know, 82 times a year plus whatever else we get, and we know what the passion is like, and I tell this story often. I've already probably told it a dozen times in statements I've done on other shows this year. When the Oilers broke that playoff drought in 2017 and they had home ice and had game one against San Jose, there were enough fans in the building to start an audible Let's Go Oilers chant about 20 minutes before the warm-up. That's about an Mm -hmm. hour before the game. And, And so we know what it's like. And also, despite this being the Oilers' third consecutive year in the postseason, there have not been fans for the last two years. So it's kind of been another wait for people to get back in the building and to cheer on games in the postseason. Uh, I remember last year we uh, there were those twelve healthcare workers that got to come to one of the games yeah. <laughs> against the Jets and we interviewed one between periods and how thrilled uh, she was to be there just with eleven other people. So, it's uh, it's going to be special to have the fans back in the building. And I and I do think there are occasions and you've probably experienced it, Rob. I, I do think there are occasions when the fans can give the players a lift or remind a referee he hasn't given the home team a power play in in too long a time or little things like that
2: the 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 first positive when you clinch home ice in the first round is is that you had a good season and i think that's the biggest thing when when you all of a sudden the others are now hosting game one of the playoffs it meant they had a pretty good year that means they're in the top eight and they're in their conference and so that sets the tone right there so great we're a good team because we're hosting the first game uh two the the emotion i've been able to play in the national hockey league playoffs and you know we've talked about in pittsburgh where they were stomping their feet half an hour before we got on the ice we're sitting in the dressing room and we could feel the building shaking and the excitement you come out to uh playoff series are a long series seven games uh, the reason they do it is it allows the best team to win. In a long series, normally the better team is the team that comes out on top. It's not You can't have a referee make a, in a best of three or a one goaltender steal a game or two. Over this course of seven games, typically the better team is the one that comes out. Uh, but you want to get off to a good start in the playoffs. And the first 10 minutes of the first playoff game normally the home team has a huge advantage all the emotion in the building uh, when you're the opposing team it feels like it's a mountain you're trying to climb up this mountain because they're coming at you at waves the fans are going crazy every hit every shot every missed call is just uh magnified and if you get a lead and all of a sudden you roll and you win that first game again it's a long series but you're one game closer and now the other team Pressure's on them to try and win a game. If you win both games at home ice, all of a sudden all the pressure that goes on, they have to win a home game or all of a sudden they're facing elimination. So uh, it's not the end all being uh, getting home ice advantage, but it's certainly going to feel completely different being in the playoffs this year, as you said, than the last couple As Yamamoto talked about it. He goes, I hear it's fun playing in the playoffs here. He's been in them, <laughs> but he's yet to experience the fun part of it because playing in the playoffs is cool. Completely different with a sold-out barn, and the one thing that we've talked about over the last couple of years, where it really affects players, is the physicality. When Zach Cassian ran, was it I don't know, was it Anaheim or San Jose that year in the playoffs? That place went absolutely nuts. When Zach Cassian bumps a guy, last year or the year before it's crickets there was nothing and it, all of a sudden any emotion that the crowd could have put into the team and the 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 adrenaline rush on the bench it wasn't there because you don't have the fans going nuts they go nuts over every single hit you don't see a hit and all of a sudden the place is going nuts you're like okay something big happened for our team and you feed off of that that's what the Edmonton Oilers are going to get next week
1: that's our adjustment of the game for pro drain techs for peace of mind down the line 5-1 win Over Pittsburgh tonight, final road game of the season for the Oilers. So, their final uh road record on the year is 21 15 and 5. They uh, the most games they ever won on the road was 26, that was back in 83 84. Like we were saying, McDavid brilliant, a goal and three assists. Leon Dreisaitl had a point, Crosby and Malkin both without a point, Rob. So, it is under on set the line for river Cree resort and casino excitement bet on it i set the line at six and a half for combined points of mcdavid dry crosby and malkin it gets to five brooke is the winner of uh, a fifty dollar river Cree resort and casino gift card woodcroft was asked about it i know stoff has talked a, li- a little bit about it on his show that you get so used to mcdavid doing great things and sometimes we even say it you know mcdavid might get two or three points but You know, the night Brad Malone breaks his long slump or a defenseman scores or something like that, we tend to give that guy uh, props a little more because some players don't score as often. But, um, you know, he's up to 122 points. Uh, I would think at this point he's going to win the Art Ross because he's put together Mm -hmm. a great little four-game burst here. And, you know, do, do the traditionally great players does it's maybe not overlooked is the right word, but you, but you sort of ex- expect it and, you know, they're sort of almost only judged against themselves or against only against other um, greats. You know what I'm saying?
2: Yeah. Yeah. No. I mean, if you say that, I mean, how many years did Gretzky win the MVP? I mean, yeah, <laughs> he was competing enough. against other, and Bob, you how many years in, a row, years in a row did he win the Norris? So uh, I've I heard them talk about it and I'm like, yeah, I don't know about that. I think there's times where when you're picking the stars, Connor could have three points, but if you know a Cody Cece scores a great goal, give him the star because Connor doesn't need three stars at the end of the night. Having said that, I'm I believe that the when you're picking the heart or or the Norse and things like that, you judge each person on their season. The thing that I'm having I find strange this year. I keep reading articles and hear talk that it's between Matthews and McDavid with Ma- with Matthews having the advantage. And that's what I- I've read a lot of those things. And to me, I'm like, okay, Matthews is having an incredible year. We don't get to see all the other players near enough. We get to see Connor and Leon on a nightly basis. We know how great they are. And Matthews, I saw he scored two tonight. He's got 60 on the season. That's incredible. But I'm like, are we not thinking, no one's talking about Huberto or Johnny Goudreau, who's plus 67 or 65 on the season, or Roman Yossi, like, I just don't see how it's just a two-man race. I think there's more than two men that are ha- involved in this. I, I know that Austin Matthews is having this incredible season. Now we don't get to see him every night, but I believe that they are, they are, there's not fatigue based on Connor. I think Connor is much lauded by everyone in the world at how great he is. But I do believe sometimes you people just want it to be one of two and you forget about other people. This to me, it's a wide open race. I think Connors have an incredible year, but so are five other players. And to me, this could be one of the more wide open races in, in a long, long time. Last year was slam dunk. It should have been, I think it was, uh, y- unanimous, but this year, there's so many players having these special seasons that I think that you got to look at them all. Um, I don't know if that answers the question about if there's fatigue on Connor, cause I don't think there is, but the expectations for Connor are higher than anyone else, simply because he does it every year.
1: Like you said, Rob Matthews did score twice. He's up to 60 as the Leafs beat the Red Wings 3-0. The scoreboard update for Edmonton Trailer, looking for parts, service, rentals, or new and used semi-trailers, head to edmontontrailer.com. Calgary and Nashville tied 3-3, four and a half minutes into the third period. It is a 4-3 lead for the Coyotes over the Wild in the third. Golden Knights lead the Stars 2-1 after two. Still in the first scoreless between the Blues and Avalanche, Vancouver with an early 2-0 lead. On Seattle, Actually, the Kraken have yet to get a shot on goal in that game. The Bruins knock off the Panthers 4-2. Senators get by the Devils 5-4 in overtime. Drake Batherson with the winner. Lightning win at home 4-1 against the Blue Jackets. Hurricanes win away from home 4-3 over the Rangers. And the Islanders, well, the push is coming way too late, Rob. A 4-1 win (laughs) over the Washington Capitals. The Oil Kings are ahead 2-0 in Lethbridge with about nine minutes left. In the second period, the Oil Kings are looking to go up 3 nothing in that series. And if they do, they will go for the sweep on Thursday. But they're going to take, a, uh, take care of business first tonight. Early in the first, about five minutes in, no score in the AHL between Bakersfield and Abbotsford. And the Blue Jays tonight, just making sure I got the latest score up. Uh, 5-3 for the Red Sox leading the Jays that is in the bottom of the ninth right here on 630 it was the Oilers scoring a 5-1 win over the Penguins you're going to hear from Evan Bouchard and Zach Hyman and of course we're happy to hear from you at 780-496-0063 that's the hotline presented by CertainTeed the pro's choice for roofing, siding, drywall insulation and ceiling systems CertainTeed pro all the way back in a couple of minutes Heartland Ford overtime open line Oilers Hockey is brought to you
0: by Friesen Brothers. This is the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reid Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Kane along the right wing boards. To McDavid, now to Bouchard, shoots, scores! Evan Bouchard pulls the trigger on a snapshot that beats the Smith.
1: That was the first goal tonight. Evan Bouchard's 12th of the season as the Oilers power past the Penguins 5-1. Back to Pittsburgh. Here's Evan Bouchard.
3: Win tonight. Just another uh, uh, check uh, in the box, I should say, for your guys' group this season. Yeah, uh,
5: that was big for us. Uh, you know, We really wanted uh, home ice advantage. Uh, you we know, think it's huge for us uh, going into playoffs and to play a game like that against a team like that was awesome.
3: Can you talk about your team's ability to bounce back, especially in the season, uh, tonight comes to mind, Nashville comes to mind after pretty big losses, but you guys kind of had a fun practice the day after and then brought brought the heat the game after.
5: Yeah, you can't really hang your head on those types of games uh, when you get blown out a little bit. Um, you just gotta bounce back. That's the biggest thing is how you bounce back, especially going into uh, playoffs. If a game doesn't go your way you gotta make sure to uh, you know step it up the next game.
3: Another big night for your captain. 122 points. What comes across c- your mind when you hear that?
5: It's incredible. It, you wouldn't think, uh, you know, this time, uh, at this age, that uh, someone would get that many points. But uh, you know, kind of doesn't surprise me at all. The you know, watching him all year, you uh, really see the kind of player he is, and you know, I can see him breaking that again.
4: Can You tell he was going pretty early tonight.
5: Uh Yeah, he he's always going. I mean, <laughs> can you tell
4: kinda... even more of these going it's like <laughs> the bucks <punch laughs> on the screen.
5: Yeah, normally it kind of looks that way for him. Um, recently he's been uh, unbelievable, not just offensively, defensively. He's doing uh, hes doing everything. He's really leading us out there. So
4: in that, in that vein, when your captain's going like this, heading into the playoffs, how does it make you guys
1: feel?
5: Well, it's great you see someone play that hard um, you know, offensively and defensively is the biggest thing that uh, you, know, you really want to follow someone like that and you want to play with someone like that. And uh, I think that's where part of our success is coming from. We had the two, the one called back. Did you know right away? Uh, no, I didn't know right away. But when I came back to the bench, they kind of told me that uh, it was offside. But uh, you know, didn't really matter. We ended up getting the win, anyways. Brian McLeod, are
6: you at
4: steak dinner now? <laughs>
5: <laughs> I'll make sure. I'll make sure to get on him about that. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are buddies,
4: so I'm sure you can hold
5: it. Hold right oh yeah, I'll bring it up to him for sure. It took about
1: 30 seconds after before you scored the goal. I mean, it wasn't like it was seconds.
5: Yeah, I really couldn't figure it out. I was wondering where, where the offside was, but when you really watch it that uh, you know it was offside, so it is what it is. Smitty just keeps winning games too. He hasn't lost the start ten, 10 starts 10, in a row. Ten starts in a row. Yeah, he's been, you know, one of the best goalies in the league recently. He's if not the best, he's uh handling the puck really well, seeing the puck well, you know, he's stopping, he's kinda of doing it all for us and you got someone like that, and it makes the uh, team play a lot more confident.
3: The puck
5: I think he always has a chance <laughs> whenever you see the goalie out uh, you never know Smitty because make the play the defense forward or he can shoot it himself and uh, you know we we're all kind of hoping that one in for him
3: Zach was saying how much the guys are fired up to see that go down almost went in but he's been trying the last few games
5: yeah everyone was standing up everyone wants to see that especially for someone like Smitty who's battled so hard played so well for us that uh, you don't know, see that going for him
1: yeah pretty amazing Mike Smith has won his last 10 starts uh, he had a, a loss that he was uh, slammed with in that uh, ugly 9-5 game against Calgary. He didn't start, but he, he wound up letting in the game-winning goal. Like I've said before, Rob, even if you factor that one in, he's still 10-1 and one in his last 11 decisions. So uh, pretty, pretty good, but Smith has been yeah, great. And
2: the numbers are silly, too. When you look at his goals against average, his, his save percentage, uh, it's absolutely astounding. That And you and I taking all the phone calls and, and we watched the first half of the season, it is absolutely shockingly amazing that this is the same goaltender that we saw early in the year. Yet he's here and he's uh, silenced all the critics. He's uh, making Holland look very, very intelligent by not moving or not getting a different goaltender to come in here. Now, again, playoffs are different. But right now... Uh, you know, I, I don't know if there's a goalie in the National Hockey League playing as well. And if it is, if there is one, well, that must be a really good goalie as well because he is. I, there's not been a game where I've in the last month or so where I said, oh, you know what, he looks a little off tonight. Every one, every single game, he looks unbeatable, and it's just another fantastic effort for him. Uh, he'll have one more start for the playoffs, and then you're going to see him in Game One. And if he's playing the way he is right now, uh, it bodes very well for the Oilers organization.
1: All right, we'll go to the certainty hotline. We have Dean standing by. Hey, Dean, go ahead.
3: Yeah, um, Evander Kane. Um, it'd be a real
0: shame if we couldn't keep him next year, right? So what I'm going to ask you, is there a way that Ken Holland can cook the books, like kind of, I don't know, maybe defer something
2: next year or something? Um, the reason why I'm saying I don't saying know if you can cook the books. If we're going to do it, we probably shouldn't say it on radio before we do it. <laughs>
0: Yeah, no, <laughs> I know. I, I I don't even know anything about business, to be quite honest. With you. But you. neither know,
1: do I. I. And, yeah, but uh, if you could maybe put a, a
4: what do you call it balloon payment at the end of the second year or something or whatever, right? You know what I mean. So well, but the, the
1: salary, but the salary cap. Um is the average annual value of the contract, right? So
2: oh, if they if, did one million next year and twenty million this the yeah, second yeah, exactly. year, it would be yeah, twenty one yeah. million and a half. When it, so when get, Duncan it, Keith when Duncan Keith retires, they can take that off his off,
1: off the payroll and give it to him after that, right? But yeah, I I see what you mean. Yeah, but so it would be I, yeah, but, okay, uh, rating from 1 to 10, or 1 to 5, what do you think the chances are of keeping Evander King? Because it would be a
2: total shame if he goes oh, I, somewhere else, right? I
1: I, can't, I, don't, I don't want to give it a rate. Honestly, Dean, I, I, I
2: appreciate problem, you asking, but... Yeah, the problem, Reed, is it's not, are we giving a 1 to 5 whether Ken Holland will pony up and give Evander the contract that he needs? Because there's so many other teams that could be involved with this. Ken Holland can say okay here's exact we can we're going to go to the absolute most we can give you this is going to be it this is the most years this is the most money that we could possibly fit in and then another team can say okay we're going to give you 25% 25% more than that with two extra years. So it's it's not just the call and finding out what Kane needs. It's also battling against every other team. And the more that Kane plays well, the better he plays in the playoffs. Just makes him that much more attractive to every team in the National Hockey League.
1: Yeah, and he scored again tonight. He's up to 22 on the season. Oilers win at 5-1. You'll hear from Zach Hyman. More time for your calls as well. This is Heartland Ford, overtime open
0: line on 630 Chat. Live Oilers Hockey is brought to you by Friesen Brothers. This is the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Here's Malkin over to Gensel to Malkin. His shot saved by Smith on a redirect. He holds it out with the left pad.
1: All right, that is Mike Smith's save of the game. It's called by Cam Moon, courtesy Reface Magic. Transform your kitchen with ease. See the magic at Reface Magic. .ca Mike Smith making 33 saves the Oilers outshot the Penguins 42-34 tonight and Mike Smith's record on the season is now 16-9-2 Oilers win it 5-1 Connor McDavid had four points a goal and three assists pretty solid victory tonight for your Edmonton Oilers also uh, it was announced yesterday Rob the Bill Masterton Memorial Trophy nominees for each team this is an award for e- uh, each team gets a nominee, and then they'll pick three finalists before giving out the award during the Stanley Cup final. And Chris Russell, the NHL's all-time leader in blocked shots, is the Oilers nominee.
2: Yeah, it's a, an easy pick for the Oilers. Uh, what he has done over the course of his career, the kind of player he is on the ice, the kind of person he is off the ice. Uh, he's, he turned himself uh, from an offensively gifted uh, junior player hockey defenseman to a guy that shuts down other teams best players blocks everything possible uh, goes much bigger goes up higher in the the weight class to throw big hits and stuff like that uh, a, a perfect example of what a hockey player should be and a great uh, nominee for the Edmonton Oilers for the, the Masterton
1: Chris Russell tonight plays 15-18, credited with two blocks. Duncan Keith, who's probably going to be the next guy to uh, lead the NHL in block shots, he had five shots. The Oilers blocked 18 in total. Pittsburgh blocked 12. Some other notes for uh, Edmonton tonight, Rob. I know you referenced it earlier. Brett Kulak played 21-07. He had an assist in this game. Cody Ceci played 21-11. He turns out to be the Oilers' ice time leader. McDavid played 1905 dry played 1903 uh so it was i mean nuge at 1813 nobody was under 10 minutes i think sure pardon me cassian was the fewest minutes at 1012. he broke a long goal scoring slump tonight with that late empty netter i mean this was uh, i mean like i said mcdavid's gonna get a lot of the headlines rightfully so this was a, a pretty solid team performance by Ed. it
2: it was and it was the perfect game too i mean you're gearing up for the playoffs so you want to get everyone involved uh, you're gearing up for the playoffs, so you don't want to overtax anybody. You were solid from top to bottom. They were never under stress in this hockey game. Your penalty killing was excellent, like excellent. They gave the Penguins nothing. The Penguins had a power play, and they made it a six on four, and they were getting nothing on that as well. Uh, this was, uh, you know, the Oilers played well. Uh, a great road game against a good hockey club. Um they checked off just about every box possible. The only down part for the Oilers right now is they got two more games they got to play before the playoffs. I'm sure every one of them would love to jump right into the, the playoffs right now with the way that they're playing and the way that this season has gone as of late. Uh, but they got a couple things to finish up, and the Edmonton Oilers sometime early next week will be hosting a playoff game against most likely the LA Kings because of the victory tonight.
1: All right, we'll go back to the certainty hotline. We have Jonathan standing by. Hey, Jonathan. Hi, how you doing? Good.
0: Right on. Yeah, I just wanted to phone in uh, a bunch of us from Edmonton, 100 and some of us got to go down to Beaver County just outside Pittsburgh and work on uh, shell oils, building the big job. And uh, there was a guy on the job, a pipe fitter, and his name was Bubbles. <laughs> and he was going, I hear Rob laughing. He was going on about Rob Brown one day when I when I told him I was from Edmonton. And uh, he was, you know, saying, he was talking pretty good about Rob. And anyway, he said, uh, if
2: you're ever on the radio, <clears throat> mention his name Sir Rob there or whatever. And then uh, there was another fan not too long ago down in Beaver. And uh, he
0: was going on about Rob and how he was his favorite player growing up and all that there stuff. And
5: I just saw
2: Robert. like to hear well, Yeah, thank you very much. Makes me feel good. I, I had, uh, I guess it's almost seven years in Pittsburgh, loved every second of it. Uh, the people yeah. of Pittsburgh were so good to me. It is, it's a great area to visit. It's so cool if you come in from the airport and you go, it's all this lush, beautiful green, and then you go through the tunnel and all of a sudden the city just explodes into you. Uh, it's a great place to visit, a great sports town and some really, really good people that I got to meet while I played in Pittsburgh for a number of years. So enjoy your time when you're down there.
4: Yeah, yeah. for sure. I, I
1: loved it there. Right on. Thanks, Jonathan. Well, yeah, that's cool when people call in, Rob. I mean, I, I I know you're very humble about it, and you always thank people when they say hi, and you get hockey cards sent to the station. And We talked on the Face Off show about you being on the uh, the mural of Penguins legends in their <laughs> rink there, which is uh, was pretty cool. It, it's it is neat to hear from people and uh, and uh, we, you often would get well. You still do get. We're not at work as much at the actual station, but people send hockey cards in for you to. Now, do they ever? Do they always want them signed and sent back, or have they ever just said, yeah. "Rob, I want you to have a hockey card of yourself"? Uh, no,
2: has that ever happened? Uh, yeah, there's there's some some will send and they'll they'll ask for four or five to be signed and they'll send a couple for for me it says that they go, you know, I know you have kids, maybe your kids want these, or if a new hockey card comes out every once in a while, they come out. It's funny that my buddy got one. He's a, a dentist. Downtown Mikey Brown, who one time sent me a picture, his I think it was his nephew or his buddy's kid sent one. He opened up hockey cards and it was a picture of me and it was a legend card, which is apparently they're throwing the word around a little looser than they used to. But so when someone gets one of those new cards, they'll send it to me. Um, they always write nice letters. It is it it is nice. It makes you feel good. It's funny, though, my first real experience of signing hockey cards when I played in Pittsburgh, you'd get the, the fan mail, and every once in a while I'd get one that would say that, Robbie, you're my favorite player. I love you. I followed your career. You're one of the best players I've ever seen. Could you please have Mario sign these cards for me? And it'd be Mario's cards in my in my envelope. I'm like, hey, Mario, could you sign this for my biggest fan? I appreciate it. But uh, no, it, it's a nice feeling, and my and I, I've said it before, and probably said it on air, that one of my favorite experiences for me was post hockey, where my son, when he was a lot younger, he's 21 now, but when we were younger, we went to Walmart, and he was into hockey cards, and he got a pack of hockey cards, and as we're driving home, he opened it up, and my hockey card was in the the package, it was a really proud moment for me, seeing my son's eyes light up when he saw his dad in the in the package, so pretty cool experience.
1: That's awesome. I can tell you that Nashville leads Calgary four-three with four and a half minutes left in the third. A couple of minutes ago, Rob, UC Soros left the game. I I, I did not see the play because I'm kind of watching. Oh, that would be bad. Eye, but that would be significant. Uh, David Riddick.
2: Yeah, in I that, see. So, yeah, on I that. changed that channel to the Blue Jays because I saw Springer hit a two-run home run in the bottom of the ninth to tie it up. So I'm watching the Blue Jays while we talk right now.
1: Five-five in the tenth against Boston. Five, five, have Joe stands
2: by is two on. Sorry. They're 5 5 in the 10. They got two on with nobody out.
1: Okay, there we go. And uh, Oilers win 5 1. We have Joe standing by. Hey, Joe. Hey, how are you doing, guys? Yeah, do, go ahead, man.
0: Oh,
6: yeah. I uh, just want to make a couple of comments.
0: Uh, you know, Brett Kulak, I think he's really stabilized Tyson Berry as a parent defenseman.
2: What so you that's a good take? point. Yeah, no, that is a good point because. Uh, They brought in a a veteran player in Kulak who is very subtle in the way he plays, uh, doesn't get too excited out there, never uh, a high rate of urgency. He plays a very methodical game. He he skates well, never seems to be under duress, and uh, it allows Tyson Berry to do what he does best, jump up in the play, move the puck. They've been a very nice pairing. I think Kulak was a very subtle, under-the-radar move that Ken Holland made at the, the deadline that has turned out to be very, very good, very effective, and allows the Oilers, if they want, to play seven defensemen, having Russell in and, and feel good about it.
0: Well, yeah, another thing, if I was the Vatican, I would sign, because it's not often you get to play with Connolly David, for a sentiment.
1: Joe, can no, I ask you something? Yes, yeah, Sure. Uh, if you're paying attention to Brett Kulak, are you from the Stony Plain area? Do you know the family at all? Oh, no, I'm not. No. Just a fan? Okay, just curious. I was just curious.
2: Yeah, right on. Uh, as for Kane, as for Kane, he's going to have options. When you're having the year that he's having, uh, you're an unrestricted free agent. Uh, we saw the difference he made for the Edmonton Oilers when the Oilers signed him. There's other teams that are going to take notice of that, and they're going to say, oh, well, wait a second. Look how that franchise turned around. Uh, there'll be uh, there'll be interest uh, he's, he's there was a lot of baggage that came with them there's been only positive reviews from the dressing room about him other teams will notice that as well so uh, he will have options and then he'll weigh his options and as I admit to know other fans we hope that the option he chooses and they can afford to have him and Evander Kane is back here next year but it's not just simple him saying I want to be back and Ken Holland saying here Uh, there's a lot of numbers that are going to be involved with this one.
1: The numbers tonight, four points for McDavid. Oilers win at 5-1. You'll hear from Zach Hyman when we get back to Heartland Ford
0: Overtime Open Line. Oilers Hockey is brought to you by Friesen Brothers. This is the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reid Wilkins on Oilers Radio 630 Chat. Late
3: in the season,
0: you guys seem to have david back to dry he was tied up here's newton hopkins he'll shoot it save the smith rebound Scars. zach hyman shovels in the rebound zach hyman
1: scoring in the third period one of two power play goals The Oilers scored in the third as they go two for four with the man advantage. The power play update for extreme power products. Your full line Kubota dealer with four locations, including a new one in Camrose. Check out extreme with an X PowerProducts.com 5-1. The Oilers beat Pittsburgh. The Calgary Flames may have tied the game in Nashville. They killed off a late Nashville power play, pulled their goalie, and... Maybe have a buzzer beater here to send the game to overtime tied 4-4. The Flames are celebrating. Obviously, I have the sound turned down, so I assume they're going to review this to see if it uh, if it did indeed count. Well, here's the uh, replay right here. Oh, man, that is even slowed down. It's hard to tell. Yeah, it's, I think it's a goal. I think it went in with a tenth of a second. Well, uh, I'll give you the official after we hear from Zach Hyman.
3: Late in the season, you guys seem to have terrific bounce-back performances after a setback. You know, tonight comes to mind, Nashville comes to mind. How have you felt like this team has kind of handled adversity throughout the season, and especially late in the season?
6: Yeah, I mean, I think you said it best. We've gone through adversity. I think, you know, obviously there's a, a stretch there where we couldn't turn things on and we realized that uh, it's not uh, as easy as turning on a light switch, right? Yeah, Once you get in one of those those slumps, it's hard to break out of it. So the best way is to is to get back on the right path and, and make it uh, a quick one and flush it. So I think, uh, you know, today we were able to put the last game behind us and... Uh, make it a blimp in the radar like we have in the past, and uh, I thought it was a really good game for us. Now
3: you're pick a different word to describe
4: your
6: captain than you you have all year. <laughs> <time. laughs> I don't know. I mean, quiet four point night, like was allowed four I don't know. Like playing against Sid too. I mean, yeah, it's just normal, right? I mean, you just you. I mean, you make so many plays on the ice that you know don't result in goals that when. You know they do go in, and obviously uh, you know probably got out a couple more points on it. Um, but uh, just such a dynamic player. Uh, I mean, yeah, be- best player in the world, right? So that's what you expect, and uh, that's what you get. And um, I'm glad he's with us. <laughs> I'm glad I'm here.
4: <laughs> could, you, could you tell he was going pretty early?
6: yeah i mean i think he's going uh, every night like i think of late he's been uh unbelievable just generating chances for himself for his line mates anytime he gets the puck he beats a guy draws another guy there and then there's space um so yeah i mean i don't know what his numbers are in the past time many games but it seems like he's he's uh, playing at uh, at the top of his game and that's uh that's great for us he'd never he'd never say it but Do you sense that there's some theater for him to come in here and play sid
0: he only plays him twice a year uh you know do you think there's something in there for him to you know sid was his hero and all that stuff
6: yeah no i I mean i know i think i know that he knows sid obviously so um yeah I, i mean you know for everybody in that kind of generation you know sid was the guy that uh most kids looked up to right um and uh i don't know connor if connor did but it seems like he, you know that he did so uh, i'm sure that adds a an extra uh, layer for him but uh i know that he's just focused on on the team and winning and not making it kind of a, a personal battle or anything like that but uh obviously uh, he played great tonight and, and has been playing great for for quite some time we don't have to worry about hubert oak catch and uh, connor and oh i don't players. even know what, what i don't know how far they are now oh. so 122 to <laughs> <He's got seven laughs> points. Yeah. yeah all right well, well. That's I mean, yeah, we have two games. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I've been following that, but Smitty it's, uh, almost scored. Yeah, yeah, Smitty. We ever been on the bench it was going crazy? It was like one of those where uh, I thought it was going wide left, and then all of a sudden it's going in, and then it went wide right. So it's just, uh, I think he was uh, would have been crazy. Anyways, hopefully he gets another chance. <laughs> he's been <laughs> trying.
3: He's been trying the last few games. Yeah, he's close. He's close.
6: <laughs> well, he's such a good puck handler. Like it's, uh, he's like a third defenseman back there so if he gets time we're up two or three uh he's gonna he's gonna take a look at it
4: i'm gonna say when he's up three he's probably thinking oh this is gravy what if i get a icing call we're up three yeah for Not sure a big deal
6: i mean yeah it, it, we've you know i've been in games where we've three goal leads have been blown so i think you, you pick and choose your your chances um but if he's got an open look he's such a good player with the puck he made these i mean he's the overtime play that he made decline in that one game he's able to make plays that you know normal goalies can't
0: you uh you guys clinched second place tonight yep. so you get home ice advantage playoffs um now two games left that are you know i guess would be now tune-ups or whatever sure. you want to call them uh, a nice bit of business here to get that done and must feel
6: pretty good about itself at this point. Yeah, um, huge. I mean, we've been playing extremely well uh, at home of late, and um, next two games are at home, so we want to keep that going. And like I said, you want to be playing well going to the playoffs. You don't want to um, have a little lull because uh, it's hard to get that back. It's hard to get to form. So I think we're in form. We're playing well, and let's just keep going here. Kind
4: of a bizarre way to get there, but yeah, you, you did at the end, right? <laughs> I know it's been yeah. Down air,
6: right? Yeah. I mean, great start we we'll all in the middle, and then a uh, strong finish. Hopefully here at the end, we finish strong, too.
4: I know you said, like, Connor doesn't care about points and personal accolades and yep. stuff, and you didn't seem to know about the scoring race or anything like that, but <laughs> does it just kind of show that, like, when people start talking about other guys around the league, that just seems to be when he takes his game to even another level. Do you Have you noticed that? You know what I mean? Like
6: Yeah, I mean, this is my first year playing with him. Um, but, yeah, I, I didn't realize that he pulled away a little bit there. Um, but, yeah, I think... Towards the end of the season, thing get, things get harder and it's harder to score. But uh, he's obviously making it easier and he's he's stepping up and being a huge difference maker for us. And you know we needed it and we need, you know we had a, obviously a stretch there where things weren't going well. We needed to turn it around quick and um, he's a big reason why we were able to. Thanks. Okay, Thank great. That is Zach Hyman
1: scores tonight power play goal. You know, has 26 goals on the season. The Calgary goal did count. It went in with a tenth of a second left in the third. Now they're in overtime with Nashville. The Blue Jays have the bases loaded with one out in the bottom of the tenth. They're in a five-five tie. With the Red Sox. The Oilers, a convincing 5 1 win over the Pittsburgh Penguins, with Big David with a goal and three assists, Mike Smith with 33 saves. So the Oilers are up to 100 points. They clinched second in the Pacific Division, so they will open the playoffs at home. Get more on the team on 630 jetcom globalnews.ca. Oilers hockey is presented by Friesen Brothers. Big thanks to Kellen Kennedy, our studio producer this evening. On behalf of Rob Brown, I'm Reed Wilkins. Our next game broadcast, Thursday. Thursday, home to San Jose, 5.30 face-off show, game
0: at 7. This is Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Have a good night. 6.30 Chad, Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad.